What's up, everybody? Welcome into the bunker. These are probably unusual faces for you, or I guess maybe usual faces for you, just uh, not together, right? So uh, this is the inaugural kickoff of the Bills Bunker Show. You got myself here, uh, Colt. You guys can find me uh, at Schroeder on Twitter and you know everywhere else that you look for stuff. My co-host over there. My name is Jake. You've seen me before on the post-game show at Bill's Bunker on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm on all networks. Check it out. Stay tuned for this show because we got a lot in store for you. Heck yeah. So uh, Jake is uh, coming to us live from uh, the East Coast. So thanks uh, for all of you joining us on the late night show. Uh, the rest of us over here on the West Coast, me, uh, that was, uh, we'll see you guys. Thanks for being here too. looks like some of you guys are filing in already. Thanks for being here. Uh, so this is our first show together, Jake and I, uh, the Bill's Bunkers, uh, Jake's original idea. So we're uh, just going to cruise along with it. Uh, we basically are going to be here every Tuesday night for you guys. That's our goal. That's the plan, right? Uh, Jake, the Buffalo Bills are 4-0. and What do you think? Feels pretty damn good, doesn't it? 4-0? and Wow. Yeah, I mean, 2008, right? That's, it's the first time since 2008. Yes, and I think we've exceeded our expectations. As a fan base, we've had high expectations coming into the season, but I don't think any of us saw this coming. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I I feel the same way as you do about that. I mean, I this is what I was hoping for when I looked at the schedule, right? I anticipated the Rams would not be as good as they were or as good as they played us, I guess we should say, as well as the Raiders. You know, I didn't think they were going to be that good of a team either, but uh, we're going to touch on that. So basically on the bunker, uh, you know, we get the beauty of coming out with you guys Tuesday night. We're going to, you know, get the recap a little bit of last week. So let's start there. I think the first thing that we unfortunately have to talk about, Jake, is the injury report, right? Or I guess the, what we'll call the injury report, because we really haven't heard very much about it, right? Who's your biggest concern so far on the injury report? Matt Milano. This Milano. is a big, big question mark headed into next week. He was pulled out of the game closer to the, in the fourth quarter, closer to the end of the game last week. And that's a big concern headed into next week against Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I'm also uh, actually pretty concerned with the Levi Wallace injury because I feel like, you know, Norman, we got him back and I'm happy about that. And I was excited to have him back. But with that soft tissue, uh, I'm a little nervous. Like now if he goes down, what happens then? Our depth, I think, becomes, you know, pretty questionable. Right. Yeah. That's been a question mark for a long time and it's right back to it. Right. And I mean, of course, we're getting like the vague stuff out of camp, right? Like it's it's week to week or, you know, then there's other reports that, you know, Milano's got a pectoral tear, right? He might be out four to six weeks. So uh, that could be real tough, right? Absolutely. That's a big hit to our team. And we're playing tough offenses coming up. The Chiefs and Titans, it's going to be tough down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, this is – I feel like, you know, we came into the beginning of the season, you thought Jets, Dolphins would be easy games, right? We anticipated we'd be here, but this was the stretch we were looking at, right? Like, this was the first game actually coming up Tennessee that I was a little nervous as I was looking at the schedule. So let's get it. Let's go ahead and get into that. What do you think? You want to talk about what the Bills did last week? Let's do a week four recap real quick. Let's get into it. Well, so let's start with, uh, let's talk about the offense, right? I mean, that was uh, 
almost a fourth game right around 30 points. I mean, 27 in the first one we exceeded. So we're averaging right around 30 points a game, right? But you wanted to start out with the ground game struggles. Yes, this is something that has been concerning me since the beginning of the season. And hopefully we get Zach Moss back. That's another injury that I'm concerned about. But our ground game has been very, it's been, there hasn't really been a ground game at all. Josh Allen has been the ground game. Singletary started to pick it up, but we have had no running back rush for over 75 yards yet this season. He's come close. That's being Singletary with 71 yards. And he also put in the first rushing touchdown last season or last game. Yeah, this last week. That's very yeah. concerning for this Bills offense because down the stretch, we are absolutely going to need to close out tight games. Yeah. I, I mean, I can agree with this. Do you feel like it opened up a little bit towards the end of the second half there a little bit in this Raiders game? Yeah. I mean, we started running the ball a bit more, but we also were closing that game out with a lot of passing, which is concerning for me because it reminds me a lot of what the Falcons did against the Patriots in that Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can agree. I don't, I mean, obviously, 75 yards rushing is not like a great thing, right? If this was a typical Bills team, we would have probably eclipsed this in week one. Uh, I'm I'm a little okay with it because we've been winning, right? And we're we're offensively, we still look okay, right? But I eventually, we need to run, right? And we're going to come into these games where teams might just be like, all right, just right, let's just sit back and just wait, right? I mean, make them run on us, right? So, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting that that was kind of the topic because I think that gets overshadowed a little bit in how successful they've been. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we can be happy about the pass game all we want. It's really a thrill to watch what Josh Allen's doing, spreading the ball, but it's very alarming that we have not had the running backs perform. Yeah, what do you think? Oh, we got Michael Jays in here, and he thinks the Bills are for real. You think so? Hey, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. All right. I, I'm in that same boat, right? Uh, I mean, for me, we this this looks good on paper, right? We're still winning. We're putting up 30 points. We're. I, I don't feel like I should complain, right? But it, it would be nice to see the run game. So, what? Let me ask you uh, because the the guy that I kind of feel like I'm I'm starting to like grow a man crush on is this guy right here, right? Like. I didn't really know that I was into like shorter bald guys, but it, it seems to be that he he might be my type because each week this guy is just, you know, like we get fourth and one and you can just see it. Everybody in the building is ready for Josh Allen up the middle, right? Second option is they're going to try to pound the running back up the middle, right? But nope, here we go, right around the edge. And of course, I'm excited about that because I like I'm still looking for my Isaiah McKenzie jet sweep 85 yard run. So I get super excited. What, what's your thoughts on Dable right now? I think he's done an amazing job this season. And also for the second half of last season, he's been a world beater and up there in the booth. He's looked great. And honestly, I'm a bit worried going into this offseason that he might be headed elsewhere because I'm looking around the league. I look at the Atlanta Falcons and I think to myself, what could Brian Dable do on an offense with Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones? Right. That could be a scary offense. Well, he's got a quarterback that is, you know, it is kind of probably towards the end of his prime, right? But Matt Ryan is pretty capable of checking all the boxes on what you would want in a quarterback, right? He's not going to be able to run around like Josh will, but 
I, I can see that. And even, you know, I know Dabble probably doesn't want to be a New York Jet, but there's there's going to be a potential opening there, right? If Dabble is look, taking coaching offers, something tells me the Jets would come knocking as well, right? Yeah, I mean, I can see that for sure. They want to take it away from our take away our offensive potency, but no. if he wants to go to New York, go ahead. yeah, right. I mean, I don't think he would go to New York, right? I know he would probably want to be a head coach, and because that's what all these guys want to do, right? Is they want to be a head coach of an NFL football team. If you're a guy growing up as a coach, that's like your that's like the top of the pedestal for you, right? So I I imagine, but he's also going to have to know that that means he's got to face Josh Allen twice a year. Right. And new England's not out of this yet. Right. So Bill Belichick's still there. So I, I feel like if he's going to be a head coach that he's probably going to not stay in the division. And also you can't, you can't forget about Miami They're, I think they're building something pretty good too. I think they're yeah. building something similar to what we, uh, they were around what we were in 2018 in my eyes. Yeah. You think so? I, I like Flores. I think he's he's kind of catching a bad rap, right? Because that they've kind of been, you know, they they traded away everything to get all these draft picks, right? They're they're hoping that they're going to get there in the end. And I I think he's a really good coach, just kind of in a bad situation. I wouldn't be disappointed like if it ended up that he didn't stay with the Dolphins and Leslie Frazier wants to retire and he wants to fill in as the defensive coordinator, right? I mean, he's a, he's a good coach in my opinion. Yeah, I I agree with that completely. Yeah, I mean, I think that we're uh, we're seeing some good things. Let's see, DM3 is in the house. We better give the man, the myth, the legend behind Built in Buffalo, uh, co-host of Billsology with me there. He would think that Dabble would be going to Houston. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, right? It's going to be a matter of Houston's probably going to, you know, they've interimed already, right? And they've interimed, you know, a guy that's been around. He's He's won games, right? Yeah, another mobile quarterback in Deshaun Watson, something yeah. – Kind of similar to what Josh Allen does, but not really. Right. He's probably be a little irritated that he doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins already to work with, right? You know, you'd be like, really? Thanks for oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Let's see. Who else we got in the house? All about the Bills. I was tough on Dabble at first, but now he will be a head coach somewhere next year. I mean, that, that kind of feels like that's the thing that's, you know, just kind of happening, right? And if you guys aren't following all about the Bills, you should. That's our man right there. He's doing a lot of good things over there. And he's going to be uh, helping out a lot on the networks. So you guys make sure you check him out as well. So the offense, I mean, it was a good performance, right? There was obviously some things you can nitpick. Josh Allen's terrible sack there at the end. You know, that's that's the kind of stuff we got to get rid of. But all in all, offensive performance, they did well. They did well enough, right? I, I There was missed opportunities, I think, still. Yeah, put up 30 points. Anytime you can do that, that's a great game especially against any NFL defense, which right. it's another conversation for another day. The defenses haven't been looking the same, but a hey, 30 plus points every game this season. Right. That any, any year. Well, wouldn't you rather be one of the guys that's putting up the 30 than not putting up the 30 right now? Right. I mean, and a lot of teams are putting up 30, right. So, or more, you know, so I I'm okay with it. So <clears throat> what about the other side of the ball? How do you assess what we just witnessed against the Raiders? I mean, I think we we stepped it up from the week prior. Absolutely stepped it up from the week prior and all season, honestly. But I'm still lost on the fact, why can't we make a tackle? These guys aren't – we're not wrapping up 
the offense. We're not wrapping anybody up. We're just making Superman dive tackles head first, and we're looking silly out there because they're just running all over us. Now, do you think that was – Was I, I agree with that. You, would you agree that we cleaned that up decently this last week? Yeah, we started cleaning it up in the second half, but I did see them diving around a lot still. But we picked up the pace for sure on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Do you think this um, is cohesiveness or just a lot of bad people in the wrong spot? Honestly, I think that we just need to clean up our tackling. We just need to clean it up as a unit because one person's on, on the ball and then other people are just standing around and they're just diving head first. You need to wrap and have other people come in and force a fumble. I don't care what you do. Just force the ball out. Take the guy to the ground. Make a tackle, please. Right. Now, I, I agree with – I mean, these are the guys that are supposed to be doing it, right? I mean, well, we're not getting much Espinenza yet, but Oliver, he did show up big, you know, towards the end of that game for us in this last one. I mean, that, that big play on fourth down that he made. But I, when you're coming from a defense that's, like, been absolutely just killing it, right, like – this is not looking good, right? But I, when I, when I thought about the performance last week, and our group chat was blown up, right? Holy crap, we better get a new friggin' defense immediately. Like, what the hell's going on here? And I just feel like right now, what I saw in the second half, and even the first half of that game, is what the Bills are. We're a shell. We, we've always been kind of that bend but don't break. I, th- I think we started getting back to that a little bit in the game this past week. Yeah. So I know you wanted to touch on a specific point about the defense, and I'm sure everybody was pretty happy with this as well. So what do you want to talk about, Mr. Norman? Well, Josh Norman, how about him? 32 years old, and he brought the fire. He brought the intensity, and that's something that our defense was lacking for the first three weeks of the season. Josh Norman brought the intensity. I loved what I saw from Josh Norman, punching that ball out. He's forced 14 fumbles over the past eight seasons that's impressive numbers you don't do that without intensity josh norman brings a lot to this defense coming back into sean mcdermott's defensive scheme that he was he thrived in back in carolina i think this is a great recipe for great things coming up i think this bill's defense is bound to get back to their 2019 form and i'm looking for it this week against tennessee all right i mean i agree i i know we we were going through it as we're going through it, watching it, right? It, it, it felt bad, but, I mean, I I really thought the key for us initially in that game was going to be if we could keep them out of the end zone, right? Because they were kind of putting up a lot of points. And Jacobs, I had a lot of concerns about him and what he could still do, even though they didn't have much else to help. And I got to give our, our guy Cam, we were dogging him, you know, all up in the group chat about him saying Nelson Aguilar was going to, like, tear us up or something. And then – go figure Nelson Aguilar is just like tearing us up or whatever. So Cam, we all owe you an apology. I said it live and people might've actually be watching this right now. So it's out there. So me, uh, if you guys tuned in last week to Bill Zology, I I was excited for Norman, right? I, I I felt like he, he was going to bring the edge that we were finally going to need. And we we've been craving it, right? You can see it. And we've been dealing with injuries, right? So it is what it is, but when he knocked that ball out, that's that's what we're expecting, right? That's that's what the that's what we brought Norman in for, I think. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm concerned that we lost Wallace in the same game, 
that he did all these great things and hopefully he, he, you know, he's feeling healthy, but I agree that this guy brought the tone. I think, uh, I don't know if you caught uh, Leslie Frazier, you know, chatting it up a little bit about the defense and he mentioned it a little bit and just the edge, you know, the edge is there. I think whether you like Norman or not, or you think he's a good player overrated, or maybe he's past his prime, he's got an edge, right? And, and he's got this, let's go to work. I want to win everybody else here. You better come with me. Absolutely. He brings that desire to win and that's what we need on this team. Yeah. I think we've been missing that for like, just in some, in some, in some places. Right. Yeah. I mean, our guy, our guy Draper, he's, he's on board with us. You know, we also DM threes in the house too. Right. So defenses, we, we, we mentioned that a little bit, right. The defenses are a little bit all over the place. So, I mean, it's everybody's defenses are bad. So I'm just glad that this isn't the Bills offense that's putting up 20 points a game, right? Absolutely. Because I would feel real bad about that. So I my my issue with our defense this last week is all about this guy right here. And I say when I say demise, I feel like I might actually be giving him too much credit. Right? Like that means that I actually thought he was gonna do well and then he's just falling apart. But I think I might have been wrong. And he just might not be good, right? Um, I get why he's here, right? He's he's that mentality of player, right? He's the McDermott mentality, if we call it that, whatever you want to call it. But you could literally see every time he came on the ball, it was almost like Derek Carr just circled him on the screen and was like, oh, there he is. <laughs> so now let's just run a play over here. And I And I don't, you know, I'm not a professional football player, right? So – when I'm talking crap about these guys that can whoop me easily and know way more than I do, I say it semi-lightly. But and I say semi-lightly because that's true. But he looks terrible. What do you think? He looked like a liability in pass coverage. And I get why we brought him in. We have we have had a need at linebacker for more depth. But wow. Wow. That was <laughs> Stunning to me. Yeah, he was a liability out there. Touchdown pass right over him. Didn't put his hands up. Didn't make a tackle. Absolute liability in pass coverage. Just wow. Yeah, I I absolutely thought like there was one play where you could legit see like he just stopped and everybody just kept going. It was like, wait a second, where where were you looking right now? Like what? What part of you said you weren't supposed to cover that guy that just went over there? Because as soon as he came in in the game, I immediately was watching what he was doing. And as soon as they let go of the ball, I was like, that's Klein's guy. (laughs) Right? Like, that's Klein's guy. Like, he's nowhere near him. So I'm concerned. I mean, DM DM3 brought it up, right? You know, we got Milano being out. You brought it up. He's your biggest concern. I mean, if he's out four to six weeks, what are we doing? Well... Dodson's there. I don't know if he can come in and fill the shoes of Milano because those are big shoes to fill. Our best pass coverage linebacker. That's a big, big gap to fill on defense. And I think we might have to go out and sign somebody, maybe like a Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews is out there available. Yeah, so I, I'm actually uh, – I don't want us to bring in anybody. I, I feel like we are going to, right? I'm not sure exactly how it's going to come in yet, but I I immediately went to the, we need to bring in somebody, right? And I was thinking to myself and I sat there, right? You know, cruise through Victory Monday, you know, because it's so exciting. You don't really think about anything else except for when we just won a game. But 
I was thinking about it and I'm seeing all these names fly around and stuff. And I'm like, why would I start not trusting the process now? Right. Like, and we've, we've kept this Phillips kid around this entire time. So I feel like, is there something there that we're not seeing? I mean, Bean's been good. He's missed. He's missed on some things. I mean, we can all agree, right? He's missed on some things. And Klein, I'm starting to feel like could be a serious miss, you know, and maybe a couple other things. What do you think? Well, I think, is it the process or is it the play of AJ Klein? I don't think it has anything to do with the process. I think that he was absolutely just a liability. And we can give him another shot next week, but I don't think it's going to be too pretty. Yeah, do you think he'll play much next week? I mean, we're going to have to put somebody in there if Milano's out. So let's, I think it might be a say if Phillips comes back, does Klein see the field much? I think he still does. Yeah. I honestly think he still does. He was brought here because he was from Carolina with Sean McDermott as well, just like Addison and Norman. He likes the bringing in familiarity, and Klein has it. So I can see Klein still playing next week, yes. Yeah. I, I've been uh, – after watching what they did a little bit like that, uh, I saw Marlowe flashing around last week, right, for the first time. Uh, I'm I'm anticipating – or I'm, I, I should say I'm actually hoping – that we are going to turn more towards a Marlowe Neal in that other sort of linebacker role, right? When we're going to that third linebacker, I'm hoping it's one of those guys. Unless this Phillips kid is just, I mean, there's a reason they kept him, right? I mean, there's a reason they kept Darrell Johnson, and we saw him flash twice on the screen this last week, right? So we never know. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about it. I, I I think that we just we kind of need to let these guys go a little bit. We're still the defensive line, they showed some improvement. You agree with that? Yes, I do, but I think uh that was more from the interior of our defensive line, which is concerning because both Gabe Jackson and Richie Incognito were out starting guards for the Raiders. So we exploited that, but the Titans might exploit our defensive line this week. Yeah. I- I, I could see some of that. Did you know that the the Raiders offensive line is the biggest in the league? I, I think I heard a stat about that, that's, yeah. That's that's interesting, right? Because I, I feel like, to me, getting ready to go up against the Titans, that's like probably the best thing that you could have hoped for, right? Because they're a big team too, I think. And I was actually surprised that – and I saw a little late in that game, it looked like Hughes got rotated out quite a bit, right? It looked like we started going with a little more meat on the outside, uh, you started seeing, you know, some of the guys with the meat rotate on the outside, and then they were rotating Johnson in there to try to bring different paces at him. Do you think Jerry might be reaching the end? Well, he's in his eighth season in Buffalo. I think it's all heart, and I think he's going to play out the rest of his contract here for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's a great player, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not, like, dogging on him, but his – we haven't been seeing that pressure, right? And they started making that change towards the end, right? That is pretty much like you could see it. And we were getting more pressure as the bigger bodies were coming from the edge, or then we went with that real speed rush of Johnson who came in out of nowhere. So I feel like we're, I think I heard it today a little bit that like Harrison Phillips had brought it up about how they're still trying to fit guys, right? Like who's going to play with who, who's going to be where. I, I think we're kind of seeing that, at least from what I'm looking at the end of last game, is that Murphy 
and Hughes got a lot more rotation towards the end of that game. Yeah, this defensive line, it's been a rotational defensive line ever since Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean arrived here. So I see the rotational pieces continuing, at least for the duration of this season. uh, Would you call this last week the best overall team performance? Overall team performance? I don't think so, honestly. I think Miami would probably be our best overall team. You think the Miami game? I think Miami game, we played our best. Definitely, would you agree, uh, best second half of defense? Yes, best defensive game. Best defensive period? Period. Period. I could agree with that. I think that this was our best showing on defense overall from first half to second half, right? Just an entire game worth of defense. I I feel like that was the best. Oh, it looks like uh, I got a request here. Looks like I gotta show off that hat. Oh, this hat. I didn't. I'm not even really sure where I got this hat at exactly. But if you guys uh, are enjoying that hat, I might know somebody that can get you one. At Dave Myers, just hit him up. We'll send you to the shop. You guys can get on board. So, all in all, I mean, not a great performance. Uh, defensively, got some turnovers, made some big, big plays late. Offense did more than enough. Special teams. Eh, right, a, a little a little questioning with the special teams both times. Uh, but they haven't been – I mean, Borges hasn't been used much. I thought he should have done a little better with his punts for not doing that much. But uh, what do you think? Overall assessment of the game? Uh, I say the game we played – we did what we needed to win. But I would like to see, getting back to my offensive concern, more running. I know if it's not fixed or if it's not broken, don't fix it. Right. Our pass game has been amazing throughout the season, and I, I think we're just going to keep slinging it. But we need to absolutely we need to demonstrate that we can run the ball effectively because teams are going to key, key in on that, and it's going to be impossible for us to get started at all. Right. Gotcha. I agree. I mean, I, I think that all in all, if, if I was going to say coming out of last week's game against the Rams, I felt like we got lucky. Um, this game – I felt like we were winning it and we were going to win it all the way through it, but we didn't perform as well as we should have. Yeah. That's a very fair assessment. All right. So let's get into the fun stuff now then, huh? Enough with the Ray it is because they're now one loss further behind us. Right. So let's get into the week five preview. Who are we playing this week? We have the Tennessee Titans. Oh, is that it? I hadn't looked yet. Real quick, a little shout out to everybody that's in the room with us. Uh, There's a bunch of you guys in here. Appreciate the comments. Thanks for being here. Uh, This is the inaugural kickoff with Jake and I, so we really appreciate you guys. Uh, Hit us up in the comments. You know, we want to hear what you guys want to say. It's a lot more fun. It's not just about what we have to say. So hit us up in there. A lot of the Built Buffalo families in there. So you guys chime it up with them. Let us know how you're enjoying what we're doing and what you want to see moving forward. So, Jacob, Titans coming up, coming off of – I guess we call it a really long bye with no practice. But you and I spoke a little earlier. We assume that they've probably been looking at the Bills for over a week now, right? Yes. I'm sure Sunday they were sitting on their couch watching us play, watching film, analyzing the heck out of it. And I'm sure that could be beneficial to them. But I'm sure that like the rest 
as well is very beneficial because it allows them more time to recover early in the season, bumps and bruises. But on the other hand, they haven't played very much this season, and that break early in the season, that could be detrimental to their success this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I think that they're going to enjoy the rest, right? And they've obviously going to get a little enjoyment out of getting to stare and watch us. Like we talked about, you know, they're probably just hanging out on their couches watching the game like the rest of us, or hopefully that's what they're doing so they don't jack up the season like they tried to already, you know. Uh, but realistically, when you look at these guys on paper against us, and we've played them for going on, this is going to be our third year in a row, right? We match up about the same. Now, granted, they're a week behind us in stats and everything, right? And we didn't get to truly see what they're going to look like because we didn't get to see that Pittsburgh matchup. I think that would have been kind of a big key for us to really see who they are. I mean, they're, they're 3-0, right? So uh, this is another chance for us to beat an undefeated team and separate ourselves in the AFC. But they've beaten the Jaguars, the Vikings, and they also beat Jacksonville. Or no, they, so they beat the Jaguars, they beat the Vikings, and in week one, I forget who they even played in week one. They haven't played anybody that's, like, really standing off the page. Oh, they played Denver week one, right? Drew Locke up there in Denver. Yeah. Not a very good game, but Denver's not very good. Jacksonville's not that good right now, right? And so I don't think they've played anybody, but they're a very tough team, I think. Yeah, they're a tough team for sure. They're in the AFC conference game for a reason last year, the AFC championship game for a reason playing against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they had a lead at halftime. We can't forget that. They're a legit team, and Ryan Tannehill looked great last year. Yeah, and uh, Everyday Flash is in the house. He doesn't agree with us on a defense, but I do have to agree with him on this one, that I'm okay with them having to give us picks for going down there, right? Like, they should have at least, like, I feel like moved the game to us, right? Because we've played, like, clean, no issues, that – they should just be like, look, we're not going to put our guys down there in that stadium, right? You guys have to travel to us now. Yeah, I agree. That's a that's a very good point. Flash is on to something, I think, right? But for me, also, this team scares me quite a bit, right? I I they're playing really well. You mentioned Tannehill; his completion percentage is very good again, right? They've got Derrick Henry, so let, let's dive into. What do you think the offensively it's going to take for the Buffalo Bills to win? I know that you had brought up to me earlier that you think this is your your big key. You want to talk to me about this a little bit? Yeah, I know it sounds pretty basic, but we need to make the most of every possession we have on offense. Why? I'll tell you why. Because the Tennessee Titans are a ground-and-pound team, and they're going to wear down our defense. Our run defense has been worn down. You saw it two weeks ago against Darrell Henderson and the Rams running for over 130 yards. That's tough. So we're going to get a lot of time taken off the clock with the Tennessee Titans running the ball constantly. Yeah. I mean, when, the, when the clock's ticking, we need to make the most of every offensive possession we have. We didn't get a lot of possessions last week. That game went pretty quick, huh? It, did that game feel quick to you? Yeah, absolutely. It felt it flew by because the Raiders just kept trying to run. Right, we did. I I do feel like that we did. Uh, you know, pretty well though, as far as making sure that every time we had the ball, we did well with it. Yeah, we did for sure. Putting up thirty points—that's 
you don't do that without making the most of every possession. And, and I, I agree with your assessment on this because I feel like this this team, as I was, I, I alluded to the size of the Raiders earlier because I feel like Tennessee, that's what they are, right? They're they're this they're kind of built like this. They're just maybe not as athletic at all the positions, but they're big, they're stocky, they're they're kind of like meteor guys, I think, and they just try to like like you said, ground and pound you even on the defensive side of the ball. Like they try to inf- put their will and enforce their will on you with just hitting you with all that weight constantly, you know, one rate after another, but their defense has given up a lot of points the last two weeks as well before they went into this. So I I agree with your making the most out of every possession, especially we're going to their building, right? Even though there's no fans or there may be fans, is that been cleared up or not? Do you know? I don't think there's fans. I'm not too sure. I'm yeah, initially, sure. I know they were supposed to be able to do like 7,000 or something like that, but I don't think that they can anymore. Hey. So hey, either, way, either way, usually Tennessee is overrun by Bills fans. So Yeah, I would expect a big showing either way that if, for the folks that could get in the building. So uh, for me, I when I was – I've gone back and watched, you know, the Tennessee games so far that they've played. And for me, the, the thing that I think is like going to be our best opportunity – is to spread the field on these guys. And like I just alluded to, I think that they are big, right? They're they're big guys. It's harder for them to cover the field. Uh, it wears them down. So I, I'm expecting to see us kind of go into that more spread out kind of, let's make them run from sideline to sideline and really try to gash them up the middle. So I feel like it's going to be super important this week to almost just line Josh up a lot of times just in the empty set even right and just spread everybody out because they like to bring a lot of pressure up the middle and if they try to do that against josh and we've got them spread out i I think that's just going to be like a massive key for us yeah keep doing what we've been doing spread that ball around spread that ball to multiple different receivers gabe davis you've got so many options and i've alluded it i've alluded to it multiple times on this show it's all the digs effect right coverage Coverage focused on digs, and if you take your eyes off them, it's going to digs. Yeah, like I agree that that's why I feel like in, even a lot of the uh, I think we'll see maybe a lot of the wide receiver screen stuff, the quick get the ball in the wide receiver's hands. So as the linebackers barely trying to get out there, right, we send our speed right back by him, right, as they're just cruising right back by him with the ball. I I would I would think that we're going to get a lot of that. Um, I don't know if you saw any of their action against the Jaguars and. Minshew was getting out of their pocket, right? Um, I didn't see much pressure, you know, from them really coming up the middle, but I'm, I'm curious to see if they're going to try to sit back against Josh and try to make him beat us with the arm and play that game, or if they're going to really try to force us to beat him with the run. Uh, we can't forget about Jadavian Clowney. Can't forget about him. Yeah, he's he's been he hasn't performed that great so far. I don't think I don't think he's like flying off the screen. I mean, they like to highlight him a lot when you're watching the, you know, when you go back and watch the shows. They're they're highlighting where he is and all this other stuff, but I am seeing a lot of one-on-one. They're not not a lot of doubling up on his side, so I'm not sure that teams are, you know, just completely sold on him being back yet. What do you think? Let's see what what we got here. Everyday flashes. I'm interested in Titans wide receiver Brown comes back. Yeah, so that's another interesting one. That that's a that's a good point because uh, that's something that's a big concern for me. Uh, that's coming up when we get into the defense a little bit, right? Offensively, do you have any? And I guess this is kind of not even really offensively, right? But 
Do you have concerns about bass right now? Honestly, not too much. He's a rookie kicker, and sure, that first game was concerning. I was pretty ticked off by that. But after video review, it clearly went over the posts. Probably would have been good. Doesn't matter. Kick the ball lower trajectory and just get the extra point. Whatever. I'm not too worried about it, though, because he's a young kid, and like kickers are a very important part of the game. But I think he can he can do some stuff. And I don't think Steven Hauschka would make some of the kicks that Tyler Bass has been making. Yeah, I mean, I I, I can I agree with that. I mean, I feel like that he's he's basically he's missed two kicks, right? In in what would be in my assessment. I agree that the first one was it was should have been good. He missed now, granted, if he misses this extra point like on the first touchdown, do we care? Say that again, sir. I said, do do we really care if he misses that extra point on the first touchdown? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's because we... moment, but it could come back to bite us later in the right, game. Right, but it was just—it's a lot bigger of a deal, right? Because everybody saw it late when that would have really kind of isolated the game. Yeah, or sure. taken away a lot of the fear of the possibility of them coming back. Right. I mean, I—at least that's how I assess it. I think he's. He's still young. He's making enough. He's showing he's got the leg, right? I'm not worried about any of that kind of stuff. You know, I think that he's absolutely capable of making the kicks. He hasn't been put in a situation where he's been pressured yet. And I don't know that he will because he's never going to be in front of a true set of fans this year. Yeah. Yeah. The fans definitely play a big part in the kicking game. Right. So, I mean, I'm okay with it. I I do feel that uh, between the two special teams units taking the field this Sunday, that Tennessee does have a better unit than we do. Yeah. I think that our kick returning punt return is better though. Yeah, I could agree with that. That's true. That's a good, that's a good statement. I just, uh, I know Gostowski missed like three kicks the first week or whatever, but when it boils down to it, he's not going to be nervous about going out there and making a kick. Right. And their punter is very good. Uh, I think it was that Sam Hawk is it, is that who it is? I think it is. Uh, he's he's a really good punter. So I do think that they have us in that. They yeah. have a loss like Allen make field goals from sixty, but miss some of the short ones. Yeah, I mean it's a good assessment, right? It's like a learning curve, right? He's he's gonna probably go out. Realistically, I thought he might miss extra points before he'd miss a field goal, right? And then he he didn't he didn't necessarily do that. So it's I think I'm okay with it. I think that the good thing about the NFL and kickers is there's always a guy that's a veteran that's available. Yeah. And a lot of it, we just like to blame the kickers a lot. Like a lot of people don't even think of them as football players when honestly they have more pressure than a lot of the players do because they're sitting there on the sidelines and then they're called on in crucial moments of the game. Right. Yeah. I mean, you think of like Borges hasn't kicked much and then he's like, Oh, now you got to punt twice this game, man. We need you now. And he's like, well, this is the first time I've even touched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, the upcoming. We got Tennessee. So offensively, you think that we can we can do good against this defense overall? I think we should be able to. I think our offense can compete against any defense. I think our offense is on another level than it's ever been. Absolutely. I just want to give a little shout out to everybody that's in the room again with us. Everyday Flash is in here with us. All the usual suspects are around. So thank you guys for being here with us on Tuesday night. 
I know it's late on the East Coast there. So let's talk about what you you said main key for you this week. Slow this down right here, right? Slow down Derrick Henry. And the reason it's not shut him down is because you cannot shut this man down. He's a beast. He's going to wear us down. He's beast mode 2.0. Bigger and badder, though. He is going to wear you down if you let him. But we need to take the physicality to another, another level. And I think that's something that Josh Norman brings to this team. So the physicality and intensity needs to be there at all times in this game or he's going to run all over us. We can't be slouching. If you looked at our body posture in that Rams game when they were coming back, our guys looked tired on the defensive line. They were slouching. They looked like they were out of it. We can't have that. We need to take the physicality to Derrick Henry, or he's going to pound us all day long. Yeah, I mean, I think this this isn't like a secret, right? I think like every team going up against Tennessee knows what they are. They're a play-action team, and it lives off of the guy that led the league in rushing. I mean, it's not like this is – and he's a monster. I mean, he's not he's not like a regular guy. Uh, he hasn't played in a week, so he should be even more rested, right? So he's got to be probably healthy. And then on top of that, I think the first two weeks, actually, he was kind of – first even – yeah, two weeks, he was kind of held in check. Third week, he broke out for, you know, like 120 and a couple touchdowns. But when you go back and watch them, they really like to try to get him the ball with momentum, right? So they try to get him out on these swings or they get they give him – they want him to get some momentum going. And I agree with you. You absolutely have to stop the momentum, right? And if you go back and watch teams that have success against them, even us, we've, we've held them in check a little bit the last couple times we've played them. We do that by – slowing the momentum right you've got to stop the momentum don't let them get moving don't let them come with a full head of steam towards the line we can't be doing our superman head first tackles or our guys are going to get hurt and we're just going to get run over all game long we need to wrap this guy's legs make double team tackles whatever you need to do do it to shut down derrick henry slow him down yeah, this isn't an arm tackle guy, right? Uh, if, if you go back and watch, uh, when teams are successful, they're at his feet, right? They're they're nowhere near his upper body. They're not anywhere near any portion of even above his waist, right? Like because you you need to just take his momentum from his feet. He can't run if you're holding on to his feet. Or he that guy probably still can, right? But at least he's going to slow down. And then your concept from earlier of having the gang tackle come in, right? That's that's going to be huge this week, I think. Absolutely. So we'll try to slow him down. We won't stop him. I mean, I think if we can keep him, what do you say, under 90 yards would be success? I'm going to go even further, say under 80. Under 80. That would be a great day for me. If he gets over 100 yards against us, do they win? Um, I mean, that's a very distinct possibility because of how much clock they're going to run down. I think that's definitely a possibility. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a pretty nervous about what they might be able to do to us coming off all the rest and everything else. Uh, but so that was yours for this upcoming week. And for me, I'm going with a little chopping down the trees. So what I mean by this is they've got these three guys over there, Corey Davis. They've got this Michael Pruitt, the tight end. And then they've got this Janu Smith, the tight end. These guys are big. I mean, Janu Smith is 6'3", 248. Corey Davis, 6'3", 209. Pruitt, 6'2", 245. I've got some major concerns about the size of our guys on the field compared against these guys. 
Yeah, that's a concern. You look at our exterior of our defensive line, and they're not anywhere close to that. Epinesa looks pretty small out there. Hughes is a speed rusher. Our interior ribbon, we don't have that rock, Vince Wilfork type of defense defensive tackle. We've got Ed Oliver, who's a big boy, but yeah, yeah. those trees, those trees, we're going to have to chop them down like Derrick Henry. We're going to have to go for the legs, bring them down, wrap them up. Yeah, I'm real nervous about the ball getting in the air against these guys because I just feel like if it goes, and especially like if Klein is trying to, if they're going to try to have this Klein kid cover the Smith, uh, that's bad business for us. I just, I'm watching him go up and grab balls out of the air that like looking like digs. I mean, he's not running as fast out there, but he is big. He's he's making the plays. They're sneaking him out of the backfield. They're doing different things with him that he's a big concern. And Corey Davis, I mean, even if Trey's lined up with him one-on-one, I mean, hopefully with a little more pressure, that'll help Trey. But I've got some concern there too. Yeah, I mean, the, we saw it last week. Trey White was matched up on Darren Waller. And right. Waller, he had – I believe it was 88 yards total receiving. So we did a good job maintaining and keeping him in check, but it's going to be difficult with those three big bodies that you just mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually pretty nervous about it, especially the way that uh, we that Tannehill has been throwing the ball. His completion percentage is right up there again with where they were playing when they went into the AFC Championship last year. Uh, he's over 70-some percent or whatever. They're – they're not throwing the ball a ton, right? But you can see it. They're a heavy play action, and they he likes the clean pocket, right? So he's he's more than capable of beating us if we don't get the pressure there. Yeah, right. absolutely. Absolutely. That's This could be a scary matchup because those three bodies, we don't have those big bodies in coverage, and alluded to it earlier as well with Matt Milano being out. That's a big hit to our pass coverage. Right, and I think uh, it was everyday uh, bills in here earlier brought up too about um, what do you say earlier? Where was it? Everyday bills. I know you you brought it up, and I wanted to mention it then, but it was going to be coming in later. Yeah, right here. We don't know if Brown's coming back, right? AJ Brown. He's a he hasn't played a couple weeks, but he's been having this week a rest, so we'll see. Uh, but I, I think that. If you get him out there, we haven't even got to see him in a couple weeks, and he's a big he's a big body too. So I'm, I'm real nervous to see how our secondary is going to hold up against these big bodies this week. So all in all, though, do you do you think that the defense is capable of shutting down Tannehill? Absolutely, I think our defense is capable of shutting down Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so if we keep the run down and we just say, come on, Tannehill, try to beat us, you're okay with that? Absolutely. I don't think Tannehill beats this defense by himself. It will take Derrick Henry to beat this defense. Well, yeah, and and I think that, you know, Leslie Frazier alluded to it earlier that basically this is a run defense, right? The goal of this defense is to stop the run. And we'll, he, I think his comment was something like, will live with what happens, right, if they just have to go up against the pass. They're willing to just go out there and say, let's line up on the outsides here and just see what happens. There's been a lot of concern about our defense, and I get it. I truly get it. Watching it, it looks horrendous a lot of the time. Our defense is just struggling to make tackles. We're not forcing the turnovers we did last year. 
but I truly believe that we can get back to the 2019 form. I believe that we can. We're not like we can do that with a couple just a couple good games and we can get back to being that top defensive tier. Yeah, I agree with that. I think a lot of the issue that we have, right, is that we we've had that good defense. So when we don't see them being in the top rankings of the NFL, we feel like they're doing terrible, but we've also never had an offense that's been in the top tier as well, right? So do you think that we're capable of winning if we're just a top 10 or top 15 defense? Yeah, absolutely, because top 10, top 15 defense with a top five offense, that's your defense doesn't need to carry you the way. And you look around the NFL, defenses aren't going to carry you to championships as much anymore. Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs. The Patriots tried relying on their defense last year, and they got rocked by the Titans. Well, they tried even relying on it again last night, right, and saw that it still doesn't necessarily work. Now, you can slow them down, but you absolutely have to score, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I think he's on board with me here too, that he's, he's going to go with Smith this week because he's a big old boy that might make some plays against us. He's more ballsier than I am. I tend to uh, not go against the bills, even though uh, I know that they'll probably do well. So it's funny that he brought that up because uh, we can probably segue into our next little segment here. Uh, since I think we've covered the game, kind of what we think is going to come down. We'll get into our predictions a little later. Hopefully you guys will give us yours. Thanks again for everybody being in here. Jake and I really appreciate it. Uh, We want to do something a little fun, try to get everybody involved, right? So we're going to go with a little segment that we like to call Bill in the Blank. And so Bill in the Blank is basically going to be our fantasy pick for the upcoming week, and it can be anybody not named Josh Allen, right? Because that would just be too easy to take Josh the way that he is right now, right? What do you think? And you guys in the comments section, for all you guys that are here with us, you know, let us know who you guys think it's going to be. Jake, I'm going to go ahead and let you lead the way on this. Who are you going to take? Well, looking around at our offense, the typical answers would be Josh Allen or Stephon Diggs. But I'm going to go a different route. Someone who's been a bit quiet recently. Put up 42 right. yards last week with four receptions and arguably a touchdown. Mm. John Brown, my guy, Smokey John Brown. And I'm saying he's going to put up five receptions for 73 yards and a touchdown. So we got John Brown coming in hot. Smoke's going to lead the way for you next week. Yeah? Everybody agree in the chat? I don't know. I I want a different route, sort of, right? Well, not really. I mean, realistically. I stayed in the wide receiver room as well. Uh, you, You mentioned it earlier. I am not going with Stephon Diggs because that would be too easy, right, the way that he's playing. So I'm going to go out on a little bit of a – probably not a limb anymore the way he's been playing. I'm going with Gabe Davis. I think he's going to put up six for 64, and he's going to score two touchdowns this week. Uh, I I really like what he's been doing. Uh, He's that big old body. Like I said earlier, I think the – if we can spread him out, he's going to be one of those guys that they're not going to be able to cover for us. So I'm going Gabe Davis for the big day. And you're taking John Brown. So we both probably agree that Josh Allen's having a good game then? Yeah, this this receiving core is ridiculous. It really is. This receiving core. We didn't even mention Cole Beasley. Beasley could have been a pick easily mm-hmm. he had last week. But I'm confident John Brown's going to be the guy to go this week. 
All right. I like it. I think it's going to be uh, another another game where we're going to have to pass, right, because we still haven't developed that we can do the the run. And even that, I still think Joshua, if our predictions don't go forward, I still think that he's going to have his passing touchdowns, right? It almost feels like he's just due for two a week at this point, right? It's kind of like the norm. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of how I feel about it. So thank you again to everybody that's in here. Uh, we're, we're getting close to an hour. We're going to hit a couple more things. All you guys that are in the chat, we appreciate you guys. You guys that are following the Built Buffalo Network, make sure you're following us. You know, hit the like button, subscribe, hit the bell, do all that good stuff. You know, make sure you're showing it to all your friends. Get them in board so we got more people chatting when we're here. So now that we got the fantasy stuff out of the way, Jake and I are kind of, um, I guess, I don't necessarily want to call us dorks per se, but we're like, we like numbers, right? We're kind of more both into the numbers of things. We we both like to kind of bet on things. We're we're legal, right? In in we're legal. Disclaimer there. We're legal. So we want to have some a little bit more fun and kind of mix it up, see what everybody else is thinking. So we're gonna get into a little bit of what we like to do each week where we're gonna do the bunker bets. So we'll track it up here so we can see who's better at this. Jake or I. No, it's not meant to see who's better at this, but we want to keep track just for the fun of it. But we're going to pick a player prop for those of us that like to look at Vegas numbers and stuff because uh, they kind of tell us a lot about a game, right? What Vegas thinks is going to happen in a game kind of will actually tell you a lot of what could take place in a game. They're not that far off that often, right? So Jake and I are both going to pick a player, a couple of player props each week that we think are going to hit over there at the sports book this week because of Tennessee's inability to stay clean. Uh, the sports book doesn't have the line out for Tennessee and Buffalo yet or any of the props. So Jake and I went ahead and made our own for what we're going to try to go up against this week. Jake, why don't you lead us off? What are you going with? I'm going to roll with Andre Roberts with a return of over 30 for his longest return of the day. So any return, kick return or punt return over 30 yards. Yes. Why? Because he's done this in three of the four games this year. He's had last game. He had that big return for 38 yards. And I just really wanted to mention Andre Roberts because I think he's somebody who goes very unnoticed on this special team side of the ball, an aspect that's crucial to the game. Field position game is huge. Expect him to have another return of over 30 yards this week. And my second one, over eight different receivers will catch the football this week from Josh Allen. They will catch a pass from Josh Allen over eight of them. Why? So you be spreading the ball around. Why? Because we've been spreading that ball a lot. Last week, nine different receivers had a ball. Against the Raiders, nine different receivers caught the ball. And every game except for one we have had seven or more. Nope. There was one game where only seven had it, caught the ball. But other than that, eight or more have caught a ball every game. Look for it to happen again this week. Josh Allen's been spreading the rock. There's so many different receivers on this team that can get open. The Diggs effect is going to come into play once again. Okay. I like it. And I'm glad you brought up that return a little bit because that gets overshadowed with a lot of the other stuff that happened, but that was a huge play. I mean, that's, that's momentum. That does a lot of good things for us right there. And Roberts does that a lot. And he, he's, do you think he's going to get one this year? He's going to return one. I, I can see it for sure. I mean, he's motivated. He's motivated. His name is forgotten about a lot and maybe against the jets. It's going to happen against the jets. That's yeah. my prediction. 
Everyday Flash is saying that uh, Tyler Bass is going to hit a 69-yard field goal for his. I like it. So it's a, we'll call that 68 yards then, right? So when he hits the 69, he's correct. All right, so for mine this week, I am going with Josh Allen. We'll have over 24 completions. So I believe it was you that brought this up the other day in the group chat that he's gone three consecutive games with exactly 24 completions. So that's very interesting. And so I decided this week that I think that because we need to spread the ball out and we might not necessarily try to beat them with the run, traditional run, that we might spread them out a little bit. Um, I'm, th- I'm taking six or seven little dink and dunk passes more than he's possibly been doing the past couple of weeks. My second one is that Singletary is going to get over 75 yards and probably everybody out there is like, well, that's kind of lame, right? But we haven't had a running back over 75 yards. He's the closest at 71, uh, right? So uh, I think that he's going to he's gonna somehow get it over this week. It all plays into my spread him out. He should be able to get some, some action up the middle, right, is what I'm hoping for this week. So bunker bet segment this week is going to myself, I think. What do you think? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Andre Roberts, I'm very sold. And the way we've been spreading that ball. But honestly, I can see all these – Props that we just made, I can see all of them hitting. Because Josh yeah. Allen, the way he's spreading the ball, and then 24 completions, that's a sweet spot. It seems to be the sweet spot. And the one time that he didn't have 24, it was against the Jets, and he had over that. So, Excellent. Yeah. All right, man. So we're getting close to the end. I think it's probably uh, the time where we should go ahead and put our uh, – We'll put a, up on the screen here of how much, uh, how many points we think we're going to score. We'll each lay it out on the line of what our prediction is going to be. What do you think? You ready to hit it? You want to do it? Let's do it. You're going to go first? Yep. All right. What do you got? I've got a score of 27 to 16 for the Buffalo Bills. 27 to 16. Why 16? 16. Titans often put up some weird points, and they're not going to put up more than 20 points this week. They're going to be held under 20 points. This is the week the defense steps up. I know it's going to be a difficult task to slow down Derrick Henry, but I believe in our guys. We're going to do it this week. We're going to step up. We stepped up in the second half last week against the Raiders. Let's continue on the momentum. Josh Norman going to bring the fire. And 27 points for us. We've had 30 or more every year, but it's going to be hard. The Titans have a pretty good secondary, and they're going to get pressure on Josh Allen. 27 points to 16. The Bills are going to take this. Yeah, I think uh, Tennessee, like the even the last game they played there, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they started the game with like four field goals. They did they did have some struggles getting it into the end zone against the Vikings, even though they put up like 30-some points. It wasn't until late in that game. So Jake's got 27-16. You guys let us know in the comments uh, what you think is going to be the score of this game, and we'll show them up there for you guys. Uh, so I'm uh, oddly enough, we didn't talk about this beforehand. Well, we talked about we were going to do a prediction, but we didn't say what our predictions were going to be. And oddly enough, we fall on the same number, 27 points for the Buffalo Bills, 24 points for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I, I don't see any way that this isn't a close game. I just I feel like – no matter unless our defense gets to like, you know, top three form this week, I I don't see us like overpowering this team. Uh, I think it's going to be close. 
and that's why I predicted 27-24. I think the offense is still going to be able to move some things around, and we're going to be able to get ours. But the way that they're going to slow the game down, I'm anticipating, you know, is going to probably make it to where this is a closer game. This is actually – I hate to do this because it's like our inaugural kickoff show of the bunker on the Built in Buffalo Network, but I'm not going to be surprised if this score isn't flipped vice versa. And we take a loss 27-24. I – I'm I'm, a, I'm real nervous about the middle of the field and those in their size and things that they might be able to do with us and with our injuries being really unknown for us at this point in time. Right. I mean, I think that if we were later in the week and we had a lot more stability and maybe knew a little more possibly, but uh, let's see what we got. Everyday flash. He says 27, 34 bills, another big, big number. I mean, you, you can't really, I mean, can you like you could you look at that number and be like that's a terrible call? I just don't see us putting up. I think this is going to be the first week we don't put up over 30, but I like the idea. Pretty close score. Uh Charles is in here too and Charles he's he's another he's loving this team too. I mean 34 points for Charles. I I wanted to be I mean I think I've called 31 like almost in every game I've been over to 30 recently here and I really wanted to be there, but I'm, I'm on board with you a little bit on the fact that I, this, if there's a game that I think we get back under 30, this is it. I'm just, I don't feel like we're going to get enough possessions. Yeah. Just, I was about to say that the clocks can be ticking all game long. They're going to keep running the ball, like ground and pound offense. So we're, the opportunities are going to be slim to none for scoring. We're going to have to capitalize on every opportunity we have. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's I, I just I I'm I'm having a hard time finding my way around it. Right, as much as I want to think that we're gonna just kind of definitely see, this is why I think it, because I they have been giving up a lot of points, right? And if you look at it, they beat they beat Minnesota thirty-one to thirty, like later or whatever, but they had five turnovers in that game and they only won by one. Right, so I mean, I'm just I I kind of feel like that there's. Maybe we will blow up on them, right? I don't I don't know. There's Aaron Allen in here, I mean, easy 31. It's funny, right, because this used to be a area, right, blowout. I mean, I'm not completely against it, right? I, f I feel like it could take place. But being, I think uh, Dave, DM3, he likes to call it the PSD effect, right, just because we've been watching this team be so mediocre for such a long time that we just kind of get to the point where we're like, it's got to end, right? Yeah, I mean, I think this is the week that we get under 30 points because I've, I'm with you. I've bet over 30 every single week, but it's just – is it is it the PTSD – like, is it that? Because it's got to be, right? We're just – it's like as a Buffalo Bills fan, you're waiting for the, the other shoe to fall, right, where it's just like this has got to go south. And especially for as much as we've been getting some injuries here as of late, that, that stuff's got to be creeping back into a lot of people's heads, right? Like, this is no way this is happening, right? Well, I believe in our offense to do great things, but 30 points every game, I just don't know how sustainable that is, and especially against a team that's going to be running all game long. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and Lone Wolf, thanks for being here. He's usually on board with us uh, every time we're live, so thanks, man. Appreciate you being here. Same with Charles, Michael, all you guys. Thanks for being here. Uh, I, I can agree with this, but – each week that I've thought this might be the week that we run, we're just, we're, I don't think we're a running team. 
I mean, we're just, we're really not, right? I mean, if you look at the numbers, if you go back and look at Tennessee and Buffalo possessions and you break it down past the run, they're like 52 per, 52% pass and like 48% run, right? The Bills are much more of like a 60, 30 something numbers, you know? Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that we're a pass first team, but I alluded to it earlier. We need to get the ground game going or it's going to be a problem later in the season down the stretch when we can't close out games. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. So there's still a bunch of you guys hanging in here with us. So thanks. We appreciate all you guys being here. Uh, Absolutely. This is the first show uh, for the Bills Bunker on the Built Buffalo Network. Uh, Yes, it is a network. There's more than one of us. Uh, So uh, we're happy to be here. Uh, We thank you guys for being here with us. Uh, I know it's late on the East Coast. Uh, It's still uh, pretty early on the West Coast. But uh, I know Jake and myself appreciate you guys. Uh, Make sure that you – Go ahead and uh, check out DM3, uh, co-founder, him and Akeem. Uh, Dave's going to be on doing uh, mid midweek m- mindset with DM3 uh, going live tomorrow night. So thank you, everybody. There's still a bunch of you guys in here. We appreciate it. Make sure you guys like, share it. Jacob, you got anything for everybody out the door? Hit that notification bell so every time we post a video, you are alerted. Check out the Bills Bunker on YouTube. Check out our Twitter accounts. Check out Built in Buffalo, Twitter, Instagram. Smash the shit out of that like button. And check out some other great content. We have a bunch of other stuff posted on Built in Buffalo. And we've got more great stuff coming. We'll be back here next Tuesday. See you guys then. Yeah, everybody. Thanks for being here. Uh, enjoyed enjoyed the company. Let's uh, do what the screen says. Let's share it out here. I mean, Jacob and I can talk all day, right? But uh, we like chatting it up with you guys in the comments section. We like to hear everybody else's opinion. So share it to your friends, uh, you know, share it to your family, share it to people you don't like, share it to people you like, uh, share it to everybody, right? Make it fun for you guys in the room as well. Uh, We're going up against Tennessee this week. So with that being said, make sure you guys mask up, be safe. Uh, Let's take this seriously. So when we, uh, get that opportunity to have a playoff home game. We got folks in the building for it, right? Uh, We love you guys. Make sure you're there live with DM3 tomorrow. Set the reminders, hit the bells, do all the fancy stuff so you don't have to do anything, but just click on it and look at these semi-pretty faces. I I don't know what you want to call them. He's way more beautiful than me. Thanks, guys. We love you. Go Bills. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about, in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive, and that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans. Like for a new ride, or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secured Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FTIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details.